0: Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. A Little Helper and Great Help, The Rose Child, Episode 2, The Woman the people had given the name of sorrow mother was a very poor widow she had seen better days and was not accustomed to beg she starved and suffered in silence told her trouble only to the dear lord and sought in him alone to find the consolation she needed her husband who had been a tailor died young and left her only one son like his father he was to be a tailor This the boy's guardian had resolved upon, and he was the one to decide the matter. But Joseph did not like this. When he ought to be working at his trade, he ran away and came home late at night, or not at all. So he fell into bad company, and his guardian, who was also overseer of the parish, threatened if he would not work and do well, to send him on the next transport to Australia. Joseph was very much broken up by this, and said that he could work if they would let him do what he wanted, and if he could go away from home without being sent. Then he disappeared and never came back. His mother mourned for him greatly, but she gave her child up to the dear Lord, and when the people in the village said scornfully, What good has it been for you to pray so much? You are living in poverty with your sorrow, and Joseph will die in poverty far away." Then she would answer, If I had to remain a sorrowing mother to the end, and have to die in poverty, I will not lose my faith that Joseph will return to the right way. For I have from the beginning and always, again and again, given him into the dear Lord's keeping, and have prayed for him so much that it cannot be in vain. The next day, as soon as school was over, Rose Restley started off. The child did not own a basket, but she could pile the roses in her apron. Skipping merrily along, she came to the large garden where the president's wife was wandering about among her flowers. Would you like some more roses, Wesley? she asked the child. Come in, there are one or two more left to give you. "'Only the ones that are ready to fall,' said Restly, "'holding out her little apron "'so that today she might not let a single leaf fall to the ground. "'Yes, if you like them so, you can have your whole apron full. "'Come over here.' "'And the president's wife led the child to a large bed,' Full of roses which were wide open or had already dropped half their leaves. Here she caught off so many that Rose Wesley had her apron quite full. May I come again tomorrow? asked Wesley expectantly. Certainly you may, replied the lady. You that are wide open if you take pleasure in them. Rose Wesley thanked her and ran along much delighted. When she reached the tumble-down cottage where the sorrow mother lived, the child remembered her promise to stop there. She stepped into the low little room where the sorrow mother sat at the spinning wheel. She greeted Ressli with great friendliness. Then she went to her window, cut off two red roses from the little rose bush growing there, and held them out to the child. See, Ressli, she said hesitatingly, I want to ask you if you will take these two rose buds also with you. Perhaps the peasant woman will give you a little more bread for them, even if it is a very small piece. Will you do this, Rustley? Yes, yes, replied the child quickly, and then I will bring the bread right to you. I will be back again soon. The crossway woman was standing in front of her house by the wall of her vegetable garden, and looking first into one and then into another of the baskets standing on the wall, and in which the beautiful, fragrant rose leaves were spread out to dry in the sun, Every year the peasant woman made a sweet smelling rose water, and for this she used a great many rose leaves, which were not very easy to get. That's right, she said with satisfaction as Rose Resley came and opened her apron. Today you shall have a fine piece of bread. I have two more, said Resley, holding up high the sorrow mother's rose buds. Throw them on the others. They are very small indeed, but perhaps they will have a couple of leaves. "'But I should very much like to have a separate piece of bread for them,' said Restly, still holding them fast in her hand. "'I know very well,' said the peasant woman, stepping into the house. "'We were all like that once. Now and then at school we swapped a piece of bread for a pear, or a couple of prunes. "'It's so, I know, Restly. "'There, take the big piece in exchange for the roses in your apron, and here is a little one for the other two are you satisfied with this yes yes really Rasli assured her thanked her many times and started to return she laid the small piece of bread in her apron for the sorrow mother and immediately bit eagerly into the large piece for she had had very little to eat at noon and at night there was nothing at all so the whole piece of bread had come to an end before Wesley reached the little old house. Now she was there and stepped inside and exclaimed, Here, sorrow mother, here is your bread. The woman took the child's hand and pressed it gratefully. You don't know how much good you are doing me, Wesley, she said. You see, out in the garden I have potatoes, which are my only food. But often my stomach can't bear them any longer. Bread is too dear for me. And then when I eat almost nothing I grow so weak. I am no longer able to spin, so I am glad to have your bread, Restly, and thank you heartily for it. Then Rose Restly was sorry that she had brought only the small piece of bread to the sorrow mother, and had kept the large piece for herself, and she kept thinking in her heart, oh, if I had only eaten the little piece instead of the big one, and she looked quite cast down. The sorrow mother thought she was still hungry and wanted to give back the little piece of bread to her, but Restley said, No, no, I don't want it. I have already had enough. Tomorrow I will come again, and away she went. On the following evening, she came promptly back again. Once more, the president's wife had filled her apron with roses, and again the sorrow mother had broken off two rosebuds from the bush and given them to Restley when she reached the crossway woman's and took the roses out of her apron, and said, Can I have one piece of bread today, but as big as the two together? You see, I guessed right, replied the peasant woman. Now you have found out that it is a shame to swap good food for apples and pears. That is right. Only keep it, and today it is quite fresh, so you shall have a fine piece. Come with me. The peasant woman went into her kitchen, and out from the large loaf of bread, the biggest piece Rusty had ever held in her hand, in all her life. She ran quickly to the sorrow mother, and beaming with delight, laid the whole piece in her hand. Not a morsel had the child taken out of it. Today, like a weight, it had lain on her heart that she had kept the large piece of bread, "'and brought the small one to the sorrow mother, "'her eyes shone with delight "'when the old woman looked in amazement "'at her piece of bread. "'She held it out to the child, saying, "'What is this, restley "'It is surely your bread. "'Come, take it, take it. "'If you will break off just a little piece of it, "'I will thank you.' "'No, no, I will not take a single crumb of it,' "'said the child. "'Good night, and tomorrow I will come again. "'I have no more roses, restley but I thank you. "'You don't know how much good you have done me.' There were tears in the woman's eyes as she called after the child. Wesley had noticed this, and for a moment she became quite thoughtful. Then something came to her mind, and Wesley was glad, and her heart once more sang and jumped for joy, and thought out what she would do the next day. Soon the president's wife had no more roses, but Wesley in her rambles, had become acquainted with so many other gardens that she was finding other roses, and she was so quick and light-footed that no place was too far away for her. So every Every evening she brought her apron full of roses to the peasant woman, and received every time her piece of bread, which was larger rather than smaller, for the peasant woman was very much pleased with what Restly did. A neighbor who... Who also prepared rose water, sometimes looked on with envy when she saw Wesley shake out her full apron, and said it was no wonder if the crossway woman could make better rose water than she. If she knew how to procure such beautiful rose leaves, she was the seed as well. Wesley never ate any more of the bread. The sorrow mother had to have it all, although she objected and wanted to share it with the child. From time to time, Wesley would ask, Sorrow mother, is the bread doing you good? Then the poor woman would tell her again and again how much stronger she felt, since she had bread to eat every day, how much more she could spin and earn, so that she would not have to suffer with the cold in the winter as usual. Finally, she always said, If only I could repay you for what you're doing for me, Restly. But Restly's face beamed with such delight that one could see that she already had received the best reward. Thus it went on until the time of roses was over. One evening when Restly had run far and wide and had looked into all the gardens in vain, and at last brought only three half-withered roses to the peasant woman, she said. It "Is all over with the roses, but next year you must bring me your lovely rose leaves again. These words made an impression on Restly, which the peasant woman had not expected. She supposed that such a child would receive something here and there from kind people, and not depend so much on her piece of bread. But Restly was thinking of the sorrow mother, and what would happen to her now if she had nothing to eat but her few potatoes?' Big tears came into her eyes, as she saw that the roses were all gone. No, no, you must not cry, Rusty said the peasant woman sympathetically. Promise me the next summer you will again bring me many beautiful roses, and you shall have your piece of bread every day, all through the winter. Will you do it? Then her tears were quickly dried, and Rusty beamed with delight. Yes, indeed I will, and you shall have all, all the roses, and forget-me-nots too. I don't need them but the roses, don't forget them. There is your piece of bread, and now it is time for apples, and you must have some of those. There, Restly, and the peasant woman reached for a big red-cheeked apple and offered it, together with a piece of bread, to the child. In highest glee, Restly ran off with her treasures, and the peasant woman gazed after her with gratification, for she was fond of Restly and delighted that she was so happy. Besides, she was pleased to have already assured the finest roses for herself the coming summer. She had particularly early noticed how her neighbor was always looking over at her rose leaves, and she had been a little anxious lest she might entice Rusty away for the following summer, for she must have surely found out that the child brought her fine roses. The sorrow mother, too, had a happy evening when Rusty, who always brought sunshine into the, the old woman's lonely room, told her everything she had arranged with the peasant woman. The sorrow mother folded her hands and silently thanked the dear Lord for having sent the child like a good angel to her, and that now she could look forward to the dreaded winter with so much less anxiety and concern. Thank you for listening to another episode a Vegar Soft Story Classic